What am I doing? I am speaking life. I am declaring what God already said about his church, his people, his kids, and I'm applying it today so that you and I will live in the promises and future that God has already said for you and for me. Welcome to the Portland Christian Center podcast. This is week five in the series, Speak Life. Now here is Pastor Nate. All right. Have you ever said something that the moment you said it, you wished you could take it back? I want to take you back in time. The year was 1999. I was smelling good and looking good. But I was stuck in school, high school. And we had a substitute teacher. teacher. And for some reason, I know this is hard to imagine, I had a hard time not talking. (laughs) Shocking, I know. And this teacher, this substitute teacher, did not enjoy my conversation that I would not stop during the class. And so she corrected me multiple times. Anybody not enjoy that? And so I left the class, it was over, and I went out into the hall, and I began talking to a group of my friends and telling them how horrible this teacher was, all of the bad things that they had done to me, all of the things I was just spouting off thing after thing after thing. And as I'm talking, the people that I'm talking to, their eyes start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I looked at them, and I'm like, what? this isn't that bad. And all of a sudden, I turned around, and guess who was behind me the whole time? That teacher. She didn't even say a word. You know what she did? She looked at me, and she went like this. <laughs> and marched me straight into the principal's office. Have there ever been times in your life when you wish you could just take it back. Take it back. You know, words are so powerful, aren't they? At PCC, we've been in this series about speaking life. If I haven't met you yet, my name's Nate, and my wife, Myel, and I have been here, and we love Portland Christian Center. We love this church, and we love what God is doing. We are speaking life over this church, over your families, over Portland, because we believe God is not done with Portland yet. And our words, the way that we say them, the way that we even spell them, if you write them, they matter. How many of us have ever seen someone spell something the wrong way and it changes everything? It changes everything. You know, words, whether you say them or write them, they have a tendency to stick with us, don't they? Like a tattoo, they last. I want to show you a picture of a tattoo. It's my life, John Bovi or Bon Jovi? (laughs) Wouldn't you think that spelling would matter? Let's look at another one. My mom is my angle. Oh, no. Could you imagine coming home and saying, Mom, look. Oh. Next one. 
Don't let the past make your decisions for today. Ouch. Ouch. And this one right here is my favorite one. Let's have no regrets, everybody. No regrets. You know, as funny as that is, we all have times in our lives where we wish we could just take words back. Right? Or how about this? We wish that we could not remember things spoken over us, things people have attached to us. Because whether we like it or not, when something is said, it has a tendency to stick, doesn't it? You see, speaking life, and if you've been with us at all, we've been saying that speaking life, and what, what the definition of it, and we're going to review real quick, is aligning your words with God's word. Aligning your words with God's word. We've been saying that for five weeks now. I hope it's stuck with us. I hope we don't forget it, because I, I truly believe, as Proverbs says, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. The direction of your life is determined by who you agree with and what you say. You and I are headed places. We're going somewhere. We like to think that we can just keep everything the same and steady. I was looking at some pictures of my boys when they were little. Tate was like two and Titus was four. And I was like, oh, I wish they were that small again. Any parents ever do something like that? Grandparents. And you're just thinking, oh, just stay the same. And what does life do to us? It changes. And so because we're all in process, we're all changing, we're all headed somewhere, it's so important that you and I say things that agree with God because it will determine where you end up. We've been studying the children of Israel in Numbers. And if you have your Bibles, we have our Bibles today. Come on, PCC, we love our Bibles, don't we? And if you have your Bibles, turn to Numbers chapter 14. And we are going to be in, I'm sorry, 13, verse 25. I think I have the wrong chapter, Numbers 13, verse 25. And it says this, but before I get there, I'll, I'll read it to you in a second. Numbers 13, verse 25. So important. The Israelites are on the cusp of where God has promised that they would be. I believe, I was praying about this, that there are people here that there's been things that you've been longing for, that you've been desiring. Maybe you're online watching us. Thank you for being online with us today. And you know that God has a, has a destination for you and your family. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a relationship, your marriage, your grandkids. Whatever it might be, there are things that some of us are on just the doorstep of where God has for you, what God has for you. And I want to encourage you, if that's where you find yourself today, speak life. I'm going to say that again. Speak life. Why? Because in just a moment, you're going to see as close as you may be to the breakthrough or miracle in your life, your words may actually shut that door. You see, in this story, they have been brought out of Egypt, this entire generation, and they have seen miracle after miracle, and they're on the doorstep about to go in to the promised land. 
And so God says, send out some spies. And after exploring, and this is verse 25, it says this, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from this land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey, just like Portland. It's a beautiful land. Come on, we need an amen in there. Come on, come on, guys. The rain is here. Yes! Liquid sunshine. Everything is green. I don't have to pay for it. It's so important that our words agree with God. And so far, so good. Everything they've said is agreed with God. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But, the but talk. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev and the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But, this is a good but, Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once. Let's take the land. He said, we can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw there were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. That's what they thought too. We talked about not being a grasshopper, right? Remember that sermon we talked about not being a grasshopper? So we follow this story and we find out that the whole Israelite community weeps and they don't obey God and they don't get to go in. God comes down and judges them and says, the 10 spies and everyone 20 years old and older, this generation, you don't get to go to the promised land. You missed it. But Joshua and Caleb and everyone 20 years and younger, you get to go in because you agreed with God. I want to ask you a question. You had two conflicting reports. We can't go in. We can go in. Who was right? Who was right? Was it Joshua, Caleb, or the 10 spies? Who was right? Both! That's what I want you to see this morning. Both people, of both groups of people were actually correct. One said, we can't. Guess what? They couldn't. The other group of people, we surely can. Guess what? They can. Portland Christian Center, will we reach the city of Portland? Yes! Will Jesus build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it? Yes! What am I doing? I am speaking life. I am declaring what God already said 
about his church, his people, his kids, and I'm applying it today so that you and I will live in the promises and future that God has already said for you and for me. You see, what we have to realize is there's those amazing words in Scripture like predestined, he foreknew. Have you ever heard those words in Scripture you read in Romans? Like God is calling you. He said, this is going to happen. But it's amazing in Scripture. There's this amazing um, like dichotomy where you have God's will, and he's saying, we're going to do all this. But he also gave you and I a choice. And somewhere in that middle where we have our decision to agree with God or not, that's where we find ourselves. And I want to encourage you today, with the choice that God has given you, choose to speak life. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, speak life. Turn to the other neighbor and say, you too. Our big idea this morning is this. Words impact the direction of your life. Words impact the direction of your life. How many enjoyed Pastor Heather's message last week? Didn't she do such a good job? So, so thankful for her ministry. She did a great job. And one of the things I love that she said was stop talking and speak life. In other words, your words should have an intentional um, method to them because they will take you somewhere. They will take you somewhere. So the question that I, that I want to answer today and that we're going to land the plane, so to speak, on this series is that what, what can I do, because we're, we're responsible for our decisions, our words, our choices, what can I do today to help myself speak life? And just a little hint, hint, oftentimes when you hear a message and you hear a point that you like or agree with, oftentimes we think about the person that's next to us. They should be listening. Have you ever gotten a text from somebody that said, hey, this sermon's for you. You got to check it out. I know you've been struggling. Here you go. Can I just encourage you? Don't do that. Because I believe God's got a word for you. He's got a word for me. And one of the most important things that we can do as the people of God is not deflect what the Holy Spirit's trying to do in me. He's not done with me. He's not done with you. So as we read the word of God, as we go through all these things and we learn how to speak life, even if you know it already, there's a big difference between knowing it and doing it. James says in 121 that if you don't practice what the word says, that you are actually... Um, like somebody who looks in a mirror, I'm sorry, this is Paul, and you forget what you look like when you walk away. Sorry, I went from James to Paul. I switched on you. I went from the brother of Jesus to the apostle. But it's so important that we practice what we say we believe. So speak life. Speak life. Speak life. Amen? Amen. So how can we cultivate speaking life in our own, our own lives. The first thing I want to challenge all of us to do, me, including, me, me included, is a word that we, if we're just completely honest, in our American culture, we do not like. And that's the word submit. 
Everybody's like, oh, no, not that word. Submit. Submission. You mean like a, like a UFC or boxing fighter where they submit you and they put you to the ground? No. Like the white flag when I'm losing? No. You see, those are the things that oftentimes we think of when we hear the word submission, we think weakness or loss or defeat. But in, in scripture, actually, the word submit is a little different. If you go to James 4, 7, it says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The word submit in the Greek is hypotasso, and that's actually more of a military word where you are surrendering to your general's commands and you're obeying what he says to do. And he says, resist the enemy. And guess what happens? When I resist with strength, guess who flees? The devil. And so one of the things that we have to come back as a, as a church and as really as a body of believers is remembering that I must submit my words, what I say to God before I say them. Have you submitted your words to God? One of the strongest, most powerful things you can do is to lay down your words to Christ. Is what I'm about to say bring glory and honor to him, and would he say that? I want to show you another picture on the screen. It should come up. Right there is the cross. When you look at the cross, one of the things that should happen for every single one of us is to understand what that truly represents. Jesus went to the cross for your sins, for my sins, and he died one of the most painful, agonizing deaths for you and for me. And what we often forget is that just before this happened, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays to the Father and he says, if it be possible, take this cup from me. What's he asking? Lord, if there's any other way that you could redeem humanity, let's do that. Let's just go with that one. Any other sacrifice, any other thing that we can do. Let's, let's just do that. Could you leave that picture up there a little longer? I want us to just look at it while I'm talking because it's so powerful. And then he says something that all of us must remember. Not my will, but yours be done. If Jesus had to submit his words to the Father, don't you think we should too? And I want to encourage you, when I say submit your words to the Lord, I want to encourage you to check your vocabulary. What words will you permit yourself to say? And what words will you permit yourself not to say? Have you determined already before the event happens? Because if you're like me and you're living life, things will smack you that you didn't see coming. And what comes out of your mouth? Have you predetermined what will come out of your mouth? And how, how do we change that? By submitting it to Jesus. You say, Lord, I've been raised in a house where the words in our culture did not honor you. I was raised around swearing. 
That means I must be able to because I give myself an excuse. I don't think so. One of the things I love to say is this. Jesus will take you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you the way that you are. When you submit your life to Christ, you see, salvation starts when you say, I surrender everything to you. Everything. Even the words that I speak. Not just the things that are shocking, but how about when there's conflict? One of the best things you could do, even today, or right now while I'm writing is, what words will I say? Because tomorrow's coming. Monday morning, you got a meeting, and you know there's conflict coming. There's a challenge on its way. Or maybe when you leave church today, you're going to go to Winco. I'll pray for you. <laughs> and you are going to have a challenge of what will you say verbally out loud? And hear about this. What about your self-talk? What will you agree with? What will you say? Or let's get even more real. How about when you look in the mirror? What are you going to say about yourself? Are you a child of God? Are you loved? Are you made uniquely? Are you going to speak life over yourself, your kids, your family? What do you say? I want to challenge you. Submit. And as you submit, the second thing that will happen is you'll need to sift. You'll need to sift. I want to show you a picture of a few things. Everybody know what a sifter is? That's something for flour. But if you go to the next, next picture, that's more um, accurate, a little bit more accurate at least, of what would happen in, 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 the, in biblical times, they would use the sifter to, to sift wheat. And it would shake out the dirt, and they would do it violently. And all of the, the dirt and things, like, like the sticks and stuff, that would come out and be stuck on the side. But the kernels of wheat would come to the bottom. That would be used. And here's what, here's what we want to do. We want to submit our words to the Father, to Jesus, and then say, Holy Spirit, sift me. Sift my heart. Sift, because the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we, that's why when we worship and we're saying, Holy Spirit, we need you, we want you, we transform us, you're submitting and you're sifting. What are the words that are coming out of my mouth agreeing with? Am I speaking life? How about in your finances? Are you speaking life over them? They're calling for a recession. They're calling for interest rates to triple, quadruple, quintuple. I don't know. They're saying that things are going to get bad. They're going to get bad. I'm not saying put your head in the sand, but I'm saying we have a God who's in charge of everything. I'm saying that we have Jehovah Jireh, my provider. When did it ever depend on man? What have we been reading this whole time about a God who can part the seas, who can make water come out of rocks, who can cause an entire army to kill itself so that you can win just by worshiping? One of the greatest things you can do is get your eyes back in the Word and not on the television or your iPad, where you get your news, and start to sift what you're learning. Why? Ephesians 4.29 says this, do not, that's a command, 
let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Oh, should I open the altar call right now? (laughs) Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. What is supposed to come out of our mouths? Life, building people up. Did it say tear them down? Did it say study the internet as long as you can so you can smash that person on social media and that you have the better one up on them? (laughs) So I'm like, I don't think so, but I've done that. (laughs) Only what is helpful for building others up. This coming week and part of the following week in our country is an opportunity to vote. We are so grateful to live in a country where we can vote. Do you realize there are places in the world you can't do that? Thank you, Jesus. All right? I'll clap with you. That was really good. Amen. And we are grateful for what God has done in this country. Is it perfect? No. Are there things that we need to work on and change? Absolutely. But never, ever, ever be ungrateful for the opportunity to vote. We are so grateful. This year, a lot is at stake. Control of both chambers of Congress, dozens of governorships, secretaries of states, and attorneys general are on the line in 2022. The first national election since President Joe Biden took office. So what are we supposed to do, church? Speak life. life. But pastor, that's so hard. I am struggling to find something I agree with. Welcome to the club. Did God say that it would be easy? Did God say, I would make it so comfortable for you, you could just have everything you ever wanted, all you got to do is just say, yay. No. He actually said the opposite. He said, in this life, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Guess what God's probably doing with your language? Sifting. With what you're writing, he's sifting it. He's sifting it. He's sifting it. At Portland Christian Center, here's what we do. We pray. We study the times. We want to be aware of what we're voting for. Hello. The people we're voting for. We are praying. And we are choosing to speak life. God is the one in control. And I want to encourage you, if things look bleak and it's not going to be good, it will never work, it will never work out. Ah! Don't partner with butt talk. That's butt talk. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you right now. Where are you headed? We're, headed? we're headed to places this world has no idea about. This right here, we are stewarding, and it's a test for this life. It's only temporary. Because one day we're going to stand before Jesus. Come on. And we're going to see the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I can't wait to embrace him, see family that's in heaven, enjoy all that God's done, all that he's going to do. And I want to pass these tests that I go through in life. 
What will I do for President Joe Biden? I'll pray for him. Our governors here, I'll pray for them. Our senators, I'll pray for them. All the leaders that God's put in my life, I will pray for them. I will bless them, and I will say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what they need, but they need transformation. Send them, Lord. Transform them, God. Could you imagine if the hearts of the leaders shifted? How different things could be? What if we prayed different prayers? Lord, transform them. Lord, give them the mind of Christ. What? How many of that's radical prayers? But do you sense the difference in tone in this room? We're not afraid. We've submitted to the king. We've submitted to the one who's got everything. Yeah, that's come on. Here's why. Please, please catch this. This is, this is so important. Because you're, you're, you may be thinking, but, but there's real issues. I'm not, I'm not ignoring the real issues. I'm just saying you're going to go somewhere. Your family's going to end up somewhere. And speaking life has a lot to do with where you end up. It's going to steer the course of your life and your family's life. Words impact the direction of your life. Please remember Psalms 24.1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. We have the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Please, let's all live like God's not surprised. Do you think God's really in heaven like, oh, no. Oh, no, they voted that person in. What am I going to do? You think he's thinking that? He is aware of everything. Your finances, your voting, everything that's going on in your life, he's aware. So, so what do we do? We speak life. We partner with what God's saying. And the last point that I want everyone, and I'm praying that we will all do, is this. Start today. Start speaking life today. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you are awesome. I just gave you a head start. I just gave you a head start. Maybe tell them that Tic Tac you got smells great. <laughs> Start today. In, Josh, in Joshua and Caleb's life, I want you to think about this just for a moment. In Joshua and Caleb's life, they simply partnered with what God already said. They got the land. They won battles just because they kept agreeing with God. They kept speaking life. And there comes a point towards the end of Joshua's life when he has got the entire community in front of him. Why don't we put it up on the screen? This is what he says in Joshua 24, 15. Choose this day. I think sometimes we're, have you ever been frozen by a decision? Like, I don't know. Yes, no, maybe. Uh, take the temperature of the room. I'm not sure. Come on, any freezers in the house? I can be that way sometimes too. But not when it comes to speaking life. Choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house at Portland Christian Center, we will serve the Lord. Come on. 
Come on. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So I want to get really practical for you. My wife has is got something for me. Thank you. Would you give it for my wife, Mael? This is awesome. Thank you, babe. Over these last few weeks, we've been doing something at our church called Better Together Nights. And you probably heard this. By the way, who's been at Better Together? It's not, oh, yeah, come on. By the way, I want to invite you. We've still got about three more weeks left. Come out. It's been amazing. It's been so good. Somebody found Jesus last Wednesday. Come on. Amazing. And one of the things we've been saying on Wednesday nights, but also here, is that people are the prize. We speak life. We speak life. Now, what if, you ready for some what ifs? Someone cu cuts you off after church today. <laughs> How about this one? When your children don't obey. When your waiter forgets your order and gives you the wrong food. When the gas attendant walks away and forgets to put the gas pump back, gas back in the pump and says, you can go now. <laughs> Thanksgiving is four weeks away and you're with family that you haven't seen in a long time and you don't agree politically on anything. <laughs> or when you see somebody who has a dog that goes to the restroom and they don't pick it up. How will you react. How about when people don't agree with the way you vote? Are people the prize? That's right. You're the prize, Paul. Deb, you're the prize. Come on, we got some amens in the house. Marina, you are the prize. We almost got them all peeled off. Want to peel one for me? Jason, will you peel one for me? You get to be the prize too. What if, what if that person, they're hard to get off, aren't they? Oh, I got this one. What if that person slanders you? Speaks ill of you. Tells everyone about you that's maybe half true. How do you view them? Are they still the prize? Yeah. Are they still the prize? Yeah. Somebody like, I'm not so sure. Yes! They're the prize. <laughs> and by the way, these are not in any way representative of the people. What if they're the favorite, your favorite person on the planet? She's the prize. <laughs> She's the prize. I'll try one more because I don't want to leave you, leave you out. Here, just don't move. Hold still. <laughs> You're the prize. You're the prize. I have a question. I, I wasn't going to do this, but the Lord prompted me. Is there anybody here, just being completely honest, that as I'm saying this, you're thinking of somebody that this is really hard. Like, this is really hard. 
there's somebody that God's bringing to your mind, you're like, boy, I, I, I'm not sure how I can do that, Pastor Nate. Is there anybody here that's got that? Like, just being completely honest. Thank you. I see that, those hands over there. Try and follow me, Tyler. Who are you two? Raise, where's your ones? Raise your hand. You guys raise your hand? Was it you? Yeah, yeah. This is for you. Okay, who else raised your hand? Was it, was it you? There you go. Okay, I want you to hold it just for a second. Just hold it. Would you pray right now? Lord, I just pray right now for these, this wonderful couple, or, uh, father and daughter, that you would help them and all of us to see people as the prize. Lord Jesus, I thank you that we can do this, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. And I pray as we hold these bows, that we would be able, Father, to see people as the prize. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me, church? I believe that there are more of you here today that need to pick up a bow. I'm gonna leave him here on the, on the stage and on the ground. It's all right. Okay. Are people the price? Are people the price? The last thing I want to do is pray over all of us. Church, we're going somewhere. Your family's going somewhere. Your marriage is going somewhere. Your kids are going somewhere. Your words impact the destination of your life, your family's life. My prayer for all of us is that we would submit, we would sift, and we would start speaking life today. Because as for me and my house, as for me and my house, if you agree with that, would you lift your hands? As for me and my house, Father, right now, every hand that's lifted up, as for me and my house, online, you can lift your hands up too. If you're driving, keep it on the wheel. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will speak life. We will speak life. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to worship Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or learn more about us, visit our website at PCC today.com or join us online for a live stream at 10:30 at live.pcctoday.com